There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. to the wise men say podcast uh another defeat two defeats in a week for the lads and uh, it's point one at the weekend considering we're two and a little bit half time to uh, gareth barker hosting this week Stephen is um i think he's bald so he's not here um but i am delighted to say i'm joined by the man who sounds like a band from the mid noughties it's jimmy ray good evening hello you all right yeah i am Ish, probably. Ish. So, it's Monday, isn't it? Yeah, mon- Monday, all right. Monday, all yeah, right, so yeah. all that. And I'm also joined by a man who is a striker. Um, so that might be a bit of a shock for some people uh, to see one of them. Um, it's Lee Howie. Good evening, Lee. Hi, Gareth. And yes, I'm definitely not available. <laughs> yeah, fun. You know, if they ask, like, you know, you know when people do that joke, oh, you bring it. Oh, you put your boots in your bag and all that. Like it's a, like a classic, like da joke, like to make whenever somebody speaks to an ex-professional footballer about a current yeah. injury crisis in a every, team. Every week, mate. Yeah. If if Tony Mowbray came to you and said, "Look, Lee, I think you know, if we bring her on the last ten minutes just to hold the ball up, what do you do? What do you do for us?" I would love to, Gareth, but I need another knee replacement at the moment. So, <laughs> so I am, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've haven't said that. I'm probably still give it a go for somebody to still, still give it a go. Throw the ball in the box. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, if they said, you know, I'll give you like, you know, five grand a week or something, you can go and have a run around for ten minutes at the end. You wouldn't have to give us any money, mate. I'd just join in if I could. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. So if you're listening, Tony, um, Lee is available in spite of what he said about forty <laughs> seconds ago. In spite of the knee replacement. Um, now I was a bit there. Bit of a frustrating one at the weekend, obviously, after, you know, it was the best and the worst, um, really, we've seen this season, you could argue, in in, in two halves. Um, I mean, the contrast and emotions, Lee, from half-time to full-time. Uh, were you working at the game on Saturday? Yeah, I, I was working, Gareth, but again, at the half-time before, I, yeah, I do a little bit of synopsis and, and go through the, the first stop. But I, I said to the room and Jim Montgomery's lens that, these are still dangerous. They're a good side. You could see it. We just took our chances, uh, but I could see I could see the quality. I could really, really see the quality, and I, and I was slightly nervous, even though we played ever so well the first half. I mean, Jimmy. Obviously, we've conceded two goals um, in more catastrophic circumstances. You could argue it cost us points against QPR. But do you think that's that was on the mind, like with bringing sort of. Lee's point in, and it was obvious the quality that they had on the ball. Yeah, yeah, and also like they, they, they were they were bad 
in the first half. I was like, they're not going to play that badly yeah. again in the second half because I was surprised. Like, well, we, we did play well, but I was I was surprised that they were so toothless really in the first half. And I, I was thinking like, there's no there's there's no way we're not going to face some kind of onslaught here. But obviously, um, what came in the second half was was would be hard because obviously Burnley have good players. I mean, you know, they've got one of the biggest squads in the league and, you know, some of the best players in the league. So it's never going to be easy, but that's not to excuse necessarily what did happen in the second half. But yeah, I agree with Lee that even at half time there was like nerves because realistically, uh, like he said, we took our chances and Burnley just didn't really do anything. And I was thinking there's no way they're going to do that again. Like they're definitely going to be better when they come out. And yeah. obviously that sub he made, that lad he brought on at half time uh, for, for Ashley Barnes, who was, despite being obviously, you know, quite a, well-known Premier League striker thought he was pretty bad for them in the first half. He took him off and the guy who came on just absolutely rinsed us with his pace, didn't he? And I think that that was like the catalyst from the first time he got on the ball and sort of beat up, beat. I think he was going down the right, didn't he? You know, beat a couple of people, put a ball in within a minute of the second half restarting. And I kind of thought, oh, this is going to be a bit mm. harder to handle the way they've changed it. And then obviously it proved to be the case. Yeah, I think I think to, to Jimmy's point of view, I think with half time they brought they brought obviously Barnes off and they decided to hit us down the wings. And I think if you think of the, the first half Sergan and uh and Hume had decent first halves and they were that was the worst I've seen them two of them play that they got they got rinsed this is the second half. We, they just powered down the, the sides and it's we and we just couldn't handle that intensity yeah. in the second half. I mean we'll come on in the second half but I mean we should highlight you know, like you were saying there, Hume, for example, I know like um, the lads and Lass on the reaction pod kind of said, kind of went after Hume a bit. And I, I get that because he was poor in the in the second half. But I thought like in the first half, I was pretty impressed with him. And yeah, same. He, he was almost like the, 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 the perfect sort of, um, you know, example of, of the game really in an individual where it was so, so comfortable. And then he just kind of, yeah, he just kind of a lot. I mean, that third goal, he it was a really, I know it was an amazing finish. I mean, a ridiculous hit that is. But the, um, the tackle, a bit of a milky tackle, wasn't it? That when the ball broke out of him and he kind of, Sunderland, I think, went, I mean, as, as you well know, Lee, um, when someone kind of, not bottles a challenge, but he kind of just dangles. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't go down too well, does it? <laughs> Not really. No, it's, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it's I think it's fair as well that um it, it, he um you like you say he deserves he deserves praise for his first half performance and he was he was part of a collective in the second half, I think, that just really kind of like rabbit in the headlights with Burnley. I think obviously he's not, you know, he's quite a good player. Um, from what we saw in the first half, but very inexperienced from what we saw in the second. And, and obviously, like he's young, and Burnley took advantage of that, as they did with obviously a few of our other players. He's by no means the only one to turn in a, a much, much worse second half performance than first. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't personally think it would be fair to particularly single him out because he made a mistake for one of the goals, but other players made mistakes as well. I think he was just part of a collective that, that for whatever reason, which I'm sure we're going to come on to, just really, really sort of were taught a lesson by Burnley in the second half. I think it was really, you know, the, the cliches are always like, oh yeah, you know, there's no easy points in the championship and it's tough. And and I think, you know, we we were harshly taught a lesson by Burnley in, in how not to sort of play in the second half. I think I think it was, they they obviously knew that, um, that although they were 2-0 down, they didn't really panic. They just, 
coming back into the game and we panicked majorly. I think from when we conceded that first goal onwards, maybe even a little bit before. Um, so yes, Hugh um, does deserve criticism, but I think he is by no means culpable any more than anybody else is who was on the pitch at any point during that game. I come to Lee on this because, I mean, as somebody who's played the game themselves, I'm firstly I'm curious: Have you ever played through your career at either end of it in a team relative to the time as well? Because obviously, yeah. you know, things change in terms of what a young team would. Be, would be, but have you ever played in a team as a young player, which has been full of young players at a high as high a level as we are now, or being an experienced player in a team of young players? Um, and you know how in these situations, you know how is it that you try and work through that and cope with that? Wait, where, where you know you, it, it's very out. very difficult because it's. It, Again, I was with, with Burnley with uh, Chris. Well, I was when I was Burnley with I was with Chris Waddle, and we had some uh, young lads in. And it, and one of my big things I'm watching, and I have been watching, and I rate the lad really high, highly. Is Dan Neil? I think he's. I think he's. I think he is a Rolls Royce of a player, and will be a hell of a player. But it, it's at that age, and again with all of the guys, all of the young lads that play for us. It's inconsistency. They cannot, they're just not, they're not at that level at the moment. Some of them have never played a championship level, have no idea. It's just, it's it's relentless and it's hard work and to, to keep that intensity up for 90 minutes, 95 minutes, you know, twice a week, you will, they, they will, they will come under pressure. And I think for me as a collective, just what Jimmy said is a collective in that second half is we lack legs. Again, you yeah, can see the tightness and so forth. They put an extra man in. And unfortunately, and this is the situation I think we have, and sometimes I look at people and they get really disappointed. You've just got to look at it the, you know, with a cold fax. We put on two young kids to try to freshen up. They put on two ex-Premier League players. Yeah. The quality's yeah. there. The, 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 they've played there. They've got a parachute payment. They're paying good money. We have got an exciting young team and they will come under a bit of pressure if, if, if this is the reaction after one game we've come and, and conceded for, I'm just going to ask for a bit of calm, please, because this, this will happen again. This will happen again. But the well, most important thing is... It already has happened once in a way, hasn't yes. it? Like, not the, not the, like we are saying the QPR game, and it was a, you know, we we did we did the same thing, really. We conceded a goal yeah. within five, six minutes. It's level. And obviously, it's... Uh, the game's kind of this momentum's completely shifted in the game. Yeah. Um, I mean, how how do you? I mean, no, it's obviously legs as well, but mentally, it must it must be a mentality thing as well in that group. And you know what the need is to get into a situation where the tune up again, manage the game, see it out, and then go. Oh yeah, we can we can do that. Well, I mean, we have we have done that. We, we have we done it. Ready, yeah, ready. <laughs> we did it. Um, yeah. Bristol yeah. City. Um, we saw lead out Stoke. We saw lead out well. Yeah. Even Wigan, to be yeah. fair. Well, maybe actually that's a bad example. Maybe what I mean is we need to be uh, we need to be two 0 up and concede a goal, and then go yeah. and then work out Bit how not not to concede a second and a third and a fourth. But again, yeah, for well, me, I, Gareth. Sorry, sorry, Jim. For me, it is how many times have you watched it? And it could be at any level <laughs> when a team gets a goal back and it's two one. You come under intense pressure. But again, it's it's bodies. So for me, on uh, on Saturday, on Saturday, it was 
he could have like so you could have put six at the back, but we didn't have any centre offs apart from maybe Bailey Wright on there. What does he do? How does he change it? Who does he change it with? The the personnel we've got is, is still young. It's still still young lads. Do you think you could go though? You could have put you Luke O'Neill right back and put Bailey Wright in the middle. Possibly, but I, I to be honest, or gone, or you could have gone to a three. You could have gone to a three. I think, I think the, the glaring. I don't like, think sitting back would have been. Would have, would I don't. Have I don't think it's not even about sitting back though. It's a, yeah. it's about a, a creating a, st- a structure. I think what I might have been tempted to do is I was kind of saying after about sixty minutes we need to put Clark to the left because Circuit and Clark have got a good understanding. And was it Teller he was called? No, he wasn't. It wasn't Teller, was it? I can't remember the name of the lad who came on the 17th. Benson. Benson. Benson, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he changed the game for them. Yeah. I just thought Sergan and Clark got a good understanding down that side. I would have gone, maybe try to go to that three and bring right into the middle um, and, and go go with a... You know, maybe you could have kept Human and pushed him onto the right and had like a back three with a, with the two wing backs and try to just just to try and because I mean we'll come on to this later in the show obviously because you're on here Lee and you've got you'll have yeah. a perspective from a defensive and attacking view on the fact we haven't been playing with a striker but I don't want to get into that now. Mm. Um, but I just felt you know maybe we if we change that shape slightly, put some players in more familiar areas. They might have worked together to cope with that threat and nullified yeah. it. We hadn't, we didn't have an out ball. We were trying to play. All we all all, all we it's can do at the good. moment is yeah. play from, play out from the bat and try and pick our way through teams. We haven't got an outlet, so I was thinking, well, if we're going to come under, at least try and put players together, put in situations where they've consistently cope with it. Um, and you could have put mm. Benetti up top and just gone yeah. right, you. I'm going to ask you a question. Go on, Sunderland man. at home with a half an hour to go. Hang on for a hanging on for a draw. No, I'm not. Things. I'm not talking about hanging on for. A, I'm not talking about hanging on for a draw. I'm talking about creating a situation in the game that gives you the best chance of getting the result, and that's well, not that, hanging I think on for a draw. Was... That's, that's that. If you if you put Bennett up against their centre back and just through the middle and just said, you force him back, hit the channels. If you get it, try and hit. Try and hit hit the channels, get them get them turned, get them running back towards their own goal. But God, this needs to be worked on. He kind of just got it off the cuff. You play, you play there, and you play against it. No, but it's not going off the cuff though. I mean, Bennett should know how to play up front. Plays up front for Costa Rica. Jack yeah. Clark knows how to play left wing back because he's been playing there, or left side midfield because he's been playing there for the vast majority of the time he's been at Sunderland. So I'm saying you're creating a more familiar situation. I just think. The striker situation again. Not going to get into. We'll get onto it later. But you must be able to trade. You must. We can't just be training a plan A. There must be a plan B. I don't think what I've suggested there is like such an elaborate. You know. Well, for me, one of the one of the biggest. We couldn't get out. Was, we couldn't get out. Yeah, that was a problem. It, it, it was it, it was that, and it was it was because we couldn't keep the ball, and ball retention became a really big issue because the amount of times yeah. that there was too much space in between. Whoever was not mainly Clark, and then anyone in midfield, there was huge, we haven't they were having to play sort of twenty yard passes to try and get forward, which were very easy to be intercepted. And then because obviously Burnley had the momentum in the game, they their pressing got better. And I felt like for us, it was I agree with what you're saying, Gareth. Going into, if you, if you were to like maybe put them in familiar positions, that would increase the ball retention ability because we could have maybe played. But we wouldn't get 
We wouldn't have got no, 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 no. But we wouldn't. No, but what we could do is is basically we were basically just giving them the ball, and then they were just attacking, and we were having to last it to try and defend every single time. And there was no, there was no point really from the from when they equalised really that we had any form of like meaningful possession of the ball at all. And that was that made it so easy for them because they knew they could get the ball pretty much at will. There was so much space because I think that goes again to that sort of people losing their heads a bit. Players weren't really thinking about what they were doing. They were playing poor passes. They were out of position. They were panicking, and it kind of just it played into their hands because. They were able to use their momentum. You know, we've seen other teams do it against us, where all of a sudden you just look like a so much better team just from one, you know, from equalising, whatever. Burnley, like, really, really sort of were able to exploit. And I think it all goes back to not being able to get out because we couldn't, partially at least, because the ball retention just went out the window. There was any kind of patterns of play, all, all that all that just went. And it was basically just, like, running around, trying to, you know, play long passes because there's no outfall. And that does make a big difference. But... I think um, that there definitely needs to be, like I said, a bit of a plan B in terms of like what we can do with different ways to to mix it up and different ways to keep the ball because we can't just... We were sort of basically hoping that the Burnley just wouldn't score. I can't, I can't see what else are defensively which we were trying to do, you know, for about 60 minutes onwards. So the defensively, the set-piece issue, both ends for us this season. We haven't scored... From a dead mm-hmm. ball. I mean, it's, actually, it's a funny one that because I don't know why Pritchard actually doesn't. The, the sorry, the second goal doesn't count as a set piece because we took a quick free, free kick and then he kick, crossed it in I think it's got to be direct. Or, yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know what the parameters are around. Yeah, what, what, I don't know what the stats. What the stats? Uh, how the stats? Yeah. yeah, like you say, I don't know. But like, it was only like one touch after the free kick where he's put the ball in. Um, but. Yeah, that it's an issue going forward. But defensively, again, we've been at Swansea. We were mm. done with the same, the same goal really as the as they've scored. Um, yeah, it's, 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 scored, it's, it's a huge witness. The back post yeah. and a it's just isolate, isolate both. The lad comes around the back, heads it, heads it back, or gets it, and then it is. Unfortunately, we've got Lugo Niners, then the next biggest, and run about yeah. five foot ten. And by rule eleven, and that's it. That is a weakness, and there's nothing we yeah, can do about 100%. that. I mean, that is, and 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 we will probably come under that pressure again uh, in terms of what we take when well, the it, if you're playing against us, it's a good way. It's a good way to to think of a way to get a goal for them, isn't it? Because like like you say, Swansea did it, Burnley did it, and they had a physical presence, and it, it's just that that type of goal is. You know, teams try it. Sometimes we defend it, but it, for our, for our, like Lee says, for a team of our size to, to try and defend that when we've really only got one. You know, especially because don't forget well, we normally have Stewart and or Sims H- back. Hume is H- Hume is a bit more of a physical presence, and, and Sergan it does have some physicality about him in terms of his height. Uh, Gareth, have you stood next to Hume for Hume? Well, no, well, not no. I mean, no, he won't let me. But no. <laughs> there's no physical presence. I'm telling you now. I'm telling you now. There's, uh, yeah. He's just a. He's just a slight. He's a bit of an athlete. Run up and down. But he's no physical presence. Again, you need the Alessis. You, you, uh, Ballard. Ballard back, and then you've got you've got Ross Stewart who sits who normally gets in that hole and he heads yeah. locks out. We're just missing some really key important players. Yeah. And again, we're talking about swapping things and playing different. I mean, we lost Roberts, you know, a day before the game. The list just is endless in terms of our quality players are unfortunately are injured. Um, 
yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't know if it, I feel like we're going to come on to this. I feel like we need to come on to the striker thing because you've kind of, you mentioned Stuart in that conversation. But we'll end this part by talking a bit about the some of the, the positives of the fact that we've have we've played without the strikers and is a positives that is is a positive there that generally through this spell we've only won one in seven since that Redden game, which isn't great at all. But we have played some nice stuff in those games and we've been in in well in the games. You know, we could probably say we're unlucky not to get something um, we should have really beaten Blackpool. Should have really beaten Preston. We're unlucky to get beaten in Blackburn. I would say, is yeah. it is a real positive that yes, we've we've slipped down the table now. But that the we, table know, we know, so close, but we know, we know, we know when the it's... forwards, we know when the forwards come back. If we yeah. keep, we if we consistently play the way we've been playing, when we get the forwards on the pitch, the result should come surely. Well, yeah, because I mean, you mentioned the table first off. I mean, if we'd have won at one point, we were we were like sixth yeah. on Saturday. So I don't really the table now isn't that much of an issue because there's no. like four points between half of it. But I think I I, I agree that we, we've scored, and then obviously there's a Preston and Blackpool game where we didn't score. But I think in most of the other games, we've we, you know we we are scoring fairly consistently. It's just that we're not kind of doing it in in the, well. Obviously, we do, we're not matching it with the games where we defend well realistically because. Uh, there are there are positives going forward. We we do put some nice moves together, and I think you know that you can you can see how much di- how much positive difference having a striker would make to what is an already decent attack. Um, and it just may, it just makes us a bit a lot more one dimensional. Um, so for me, I agree with you, Gareth, in the main that there yeah. are there are positives there. Definitely. I mean, I I think about this all the time. In terms of I've um, got the stadium light and been to doing so for for many years. It's the first time in many years. I look forward to watching Sunderland. They're exciting. They get on the ball. We pass it. Yeah. They get us off my seat at the time. We've got some good young players. For me, I'm excited about Summer Football Club for the first time in a long time. I'm not down at all. And we're talking about we haven't we've scored in some games and not the other. If you think of the Preston, the Blackpool games, they just came to defend. Yeah. And because we didn't have a striker, they became hard to break down. Teams we've scored against have actually come on us and we've been able to hit them with our good football player. I mean, some of the goals we've scored, I mean, they've been Brazil-like. I mean, to be fair, yeah. you, you've got to hold your hand up and say, what's yeah. perfect? Even Am- like the, yeah. Ahmad's goal on Saturday was, was yeah. great. Jack Clark's Swansea, great. You so, know, it's, it, yeah. I so I, I see it on social media and people getting down and sacked, sacked, sacked the manager. I'm, I'm telling you what, please, whatever drugs they're on, please tell them to stop. This is, I'm watching a really, really good Sunderland team. And again, it, it just you get, you know, we see it, we get the strikers back and, and then we don't come one dimension. We have to become one dimensional at the moment because that's all we've got. And to be fair, guys, like you just said, you know, put Juice and uh, Bennett up front and stuff like that. But, Still, you're just tinkering around the edges. You're not really coming up with something that's dramatically no, I'm not, different. Because, I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying like it's like groundbreaking stuff. <laughs> but I'm just yeah. saying, you know, I don't think. It'll I think the thing that sticks, the thing that sticks in the core of it, if you've got people like coming out and like being all, oh, it's fine. Like there's not an issue. We planned for this. Diakou can play up front. All that kind of stuff. And then when you've won one in seven, they're coming out going, oh, well, it's quite hard to play without a strike. You know, it's like, well, which one is it, mate? So yeah. I don't like like I don't, I don't like it. The, the way that the kind of, because people generally, the fans stick with the club no matter what. And that, that's great. And whatever comes out of the club, 
whatever whoever's in the senior positions generally get a lot of um get a, not free ride but the generally people stick with them for a long time and no matter what they say they'll go along with it and i think it's like i feel like a little bit like certain people are taking the mick a bit when they like come out and then they go oh, you know it's we plan for this this is great we've got all these players who can play through the middle and then it's like a prob then it, it when it becomes a problem it was like, oh we, well, we we we've, we've never we kind of you kind of plan for, for for this is what's happened. I mean, in terms, well, you of, can you can sign more than two strikers, uh, but but again, but it's within our means. Guys, who do you who do you get? Yeah, but and no, my is, point, is... but my point is no, but you can't. I, my point is that's fine if they just came out and said, look, within our means, we couldn't get anybody else in, and we're going to have to go with what we've got. Don't come out and say, oh, Diak, who can play up front? Because it's it's insulting to me. It's insulting to people's intelligence, in my opinion. Don't tell me that Leon Diak can play up front, mate. Can't. He can barely play right right wing. He can barely play right wing back. <laughs> well, he's in he's in the squad, mate. He's, 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 he's in the squad. He's in the squad as the man who can play up front, and yeah. he doesn't get on the pitch as a forward. Well, that's because that's the manager then. So that's the difference, isn't it? So that you've got your recruitment, but then the manager picks the team. It's like it's yeah. like Bailey Wright. Yeah, you know, he was outstanding when we went up yeah. and so far. But again, I don't think the manager trusts him because he, he, it's the way we want to play. We want to yeah. play. We want to be yeah. progressive through the through the lines. We just want to get on the ball, and he might. He just thinks, Do you know what? I'd rather play on nine there. Yeah, yeah. That's fine, but I'm surely you can see where I'm coming from, though. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I get it. You know, but I, I don't mean, believe. Since... I don't believe he. When he said that, he believes it. That's that's what annoys me. I don't believe that the Who person said that, didn't even, that didn't even said it. Kristen Speakman said it. I don't. But I don't believe that he believes what he's saying in that in that instinct. He's trying. He's trying to play it down. Well, I mean, I think the, the evidence the problem that, we, that they've created we for themselves. Blatantly, we were trying to sign a striker. We just didn't. Well, yeah, we so were. I think that 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 evidence shows that he probably isn't. You're right there, go. He probably. Didn't I don't like that. I don't. If he just came out and said, "Look, we're really trying hard to get a striker in, and we couldn't get one, and we're just going to have to go yeah. with what we've got, and in January we'll try and rectify the problem," I'd be like, "Yeah." Fine. I know, but that would that would that would involve admitting like fault, which I don't think. But it's not even admitting fault. Thing. It's going. We try and do the right. Th- if you try and do the right, I know, thing, you know what I mean. Come off, like, it's not a problem. Yeah, I agree with you, but people people in his position don't tend to do things like that. Do they? Yeah, they tend well, to make out like well, whatever, that's what I mean. I don't like. Go ahead, I, don't I agree like with you. I agree with you. I agree with you. We're going to have to call him because. Yeah. Sorry, um, like you say, it kind of insults the intelligence of fans. You can see that there is an issue there, but yeah, you covered it all. So I agree with you. Yeah. Um, finally, before we move on, because there's been a lot of discussion about it, it's not something that really I particularly care about, but so it's, it's an interesting one because the atmosphere at home generally, I think the season has been pretty great. Um, a lot of people talking about this when that fourth goal went in, there was a, like a bit of a mass exodus. Um, well, it was very late on in the game. I'm yeah, what it was, <laughs> um, but a lot. There's been discussion about it generally across the wider support. So I just thought, I'd bring it. I think just think it's an interesting one because though, and I'm not saying you should or shouldn't stay. By the way, it's up to you what you do. You bought your ticket, do what you want. Um, but it, it, it's an interesting one when you when you've been on the pitch when we've been winning or trying to get back into a game. This group of young players. That's probably the first time that they'll have experienced that moment. Um, yeah, and I wonder, I wonder how they felt. I wonder how they felt about that. But maybe I think the fact we've chucked it in in the game was a reality check. 
after playing so well in the first half, do you think? Do you think they, you know, as, a, as somebody who's been on the pitch in those scenarios where that's happened, probably in a team with some young players, do you think that would be a bit of an eye opener for them? Yeah, that will have hurt. I mean, we had Lugo nine as man of the match when he came up, and you could you could tell you know, the discussions that they've had in the uh, the dressing room. You know, they're hurting. You know, you, as, as a as, as a football player, you didn't want to be done four nil in in the second half. I mean, that's what they've done. They've conceded four goals, which is hard. Having said that, I'm the same. Yeah. Stay, go, what you, whatever you want. I'm sure if it was, if it was still two one and we're hanging on or two is each still have been there. But for me, I think it might have been a saving grace because if thirty thousand had stayed in, they'd have probably a boot, which for me is a worse okay. reaction to get thirty thousand booing them. I mean, if the emptiness, it's, it's, it's maybe a, as, as a silent, as a, as a silent uh, protest to what we've just seen. But uh, yeah, I mean, it works both ways. I, I'm sure they seen the exodus and just thought. Yeah, the fans are not liking this, and ain't so be it. We, we, yeah. With Southern fans, we've just been trying, we've just been done four two after a great start, and it's disappointing. And you kind of get aware that we've just lost a game. That's that. That is football. But yeah, and yeah, you've got to use it in the right way. Yeah, yeah, you think, you think, I don't want to be here again. So if they're on yeah. the pitch, they think I don't want to. I don't want this to happen again. So, so it's like how you, you know, you say you, when you when you concede a goal, like teams concede goals, teams lose games. It happens. You've got to how you deal with it and how you move forward. So for these young players now. It's about thinking, about, well, I don't want to, I don't want to be in this situation. I don't want to be playing in front of a half-empty stadium, you know, losing the second half 4-0. Mm. It's, it's but I'm about confident. reacting to it. And I'm I think, confident I think about it. Well. Yeah. Yeah, because I, the, I am, I, yeah. they play with no fear. The lads seem to play hardly yeah. with any fear. They try to get on it. You talk about like Jack Clark. You can give him the ball a thousand times. Yeah. You can lose at 999, but he'd still have another goal. Yeah. Yeah. This is exactly what you should do. It's, just, yeah. it's exactly the right attitude to have. Yeah. And I think they will use it in the right way because like you say, they've shown so far this season that they can react, you know, to yeah. bad, when bad things happen, they react to it. It's all about learning, isn't it? I mean, you know better than anyone, you know, really. We just, like, just got to hang on. Yeah. It, we just got to see. You yeah. If you use it in yeah, the I mean, right way, it can make you a better player. If we can get four or six points by the, by the time we have the break for the World Cup, I'll be delighted. I, I actually think we are, again, we've got three or four players that are hanging on one four bookings. Is, is it next week or some of the week after where it comes off? But we're still in a balance where we could lose another couple of players. So, again, but we're just, like we do with Southern fans, we'll just keep supporting them. And that's what they need. They, they, they need our support and, and not just throw throw our, throw our dummies out the pram just because we, we, we've lost a, we lost a game you know, fairly heavily in the second half. Well, we'll have a little break and we'll come back and we'll talk about everybody's favourite topic with former Sunderland striker, Lee Howie. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more 
and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast. And I think we should start the second half of the show on a cheery theme. Because I was trying to work this out myself. And I was trying to think, does this happen to other clubs as frequently as it has to us in the last 25 years or so? Conceding four goals and a half at home. And I was thinking that seems to happen to us like relatively often. Like, well, there was, there was like, that time in, in the Prem where was it was in Villa in Norwich. We did a two game, but was it two games in a row or very close to two games in a row at home? I think was it? We conceded four and a half to Norwich. Was it, oh, was it, was it Palace? No, we can't see four to see. It was Palace, Palace, off, Palace. Off, off the top of my head. Palace. I was thinking yeah. Villa as well. New, Newcastle, Newcastle, Portsmouth, Villa, Palace, Burnley. I thought you said Cheery. Well, five. Yeah, that's kind of Yeah, I did. I was being sarcastic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they, I was thinking, like, does, does that happen? I was thinking, obviously, away from all as well, conceded like four and a half to so probably like Everton and um, Southampton. Um, does it maybe just because it's your team and you noticed it? But it, it feels like that feels like quite a lot. And I was also thinking about we played Southampton and got beat four 0 at home. And I think the first goal came in stoppage time of the second of the first half. I think it was um, like Manolo Gabbiadini. It was, it, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think well, we might have been like two 0 down at half time. They scored twice and added on time, and then they scored scored two in the second half as well. Um, so yeah, I think so, maybe it maybe it could be our thing. Maybe it could be our. I thing. don't know. I think I think a lot of things people say. Oh, it's only. It's only us this happens to. I think yeah. most of those things are actual, actually things that all football fans yeah. say. It's yeah. like strikers you know, coming back. Strikers yeah. coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, there is like, a... Or, or like, or, yeah, the ex-player thing is yeah. also like, or it could only be us who get this, who get like, you know, if you, yeah. you say like a really hard last game of the season, like, oh, we always get a really hard last game of the season. Like every club says that. So, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, it is the, a cliche, isn't it? I know Stephen Kennedy who writes uh, on the site did a piece on the... Do like he did a whole statistical piece on players who since I can't remember he did it from a certain date players who yeah. ex players coming back to score against us and he did he had a whole, the whole analysis of it so I think it worked out that it was not as common as you'd think but it actually does happen quite frequently so I think that was the that was the um that was the synopsis of to the be fair Sullen's had some churn of players I think we might yeah. be stiff, yeah. stiff, stiff, maybe we didn't he didn't factor that in did he yeah. I think Conor Wickham <laughs> scored like four goals in the last ten years and they've all been against yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, yeah <laughs> but yeah but you've strikers coming back to score against us wouldn't it be nice to have some strikers scoring for us and since we've got Lee on the pod um, and people are sick of hearing us talk about it, we're going to continue to do so Um so well, I want to talk about some specifics around Saturday on this striker issue. And we've talked about, like you said to me, that it's not as simple as just like banging Bennett up front and saying you yeah. do this, right? Um, so I want to reflect on Saturday. And there was some talk on talk generally about, well, the fact we've conceded four goals in the game has nothing to do with the fact that we couldn't put a striker on the pitch on Saturday. Now, my personal opinion, I completely disagree with that because I think the strikers... But, but from, from your perspective, Lee, as a person who played centre-half in the Premier League and you played up front, 
why is it important to have strikers on the pitch for a defensive from a defensive perspective? Back to what Jimmy said, so we just kind of get on the ball, and that's that. Your, your focus and everything that you do as a football team, you, you've got to get out. You've got to be able to get out and and and, and, and have the ball. So dropping it up to Stewart or Sims who can hold it up so the midfield players can then get out another 20 yards. Then we can start keeping it in, 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 in their third of the pitch. But at the time, it is, it's going wide, it's a miss. And you've just got our, our wingers in Valverde, but they're coming inside and it's just getting intercepted because they haven't got a target to lay it into. It's, it gets too intricate. We've just got, to, we've just got to play the best football just to get through them where sometimes just a long ball up gets you out because yeah. one of them can hold it up. And it, it makes a hell of a difference. Hell of a okay, difference. Look, and also, it's not. It's also not as simple as just hiking a long ball up, is it? Because from you, as a striker, from a striker's perspective, you're making movements in order to make that avail- an available yeah. option. Yeah, because sometimes you just got to. It, it's in short. It's out. You create a hole. It's, we're going. We're going through it, and it's it's playing through it, and it, it's somebody actually being that who holds it up. And we've had, you know, I mean, we've had uh, Jack Clark up there. And again, we talked about his talent, but that's not where he wants to play. And when we, we talked about Jason Bennett as well, you, when he's come on, he seemed to be wanting to push him left, maybe because his physicality is not quite there to be able to hold it up and be strong when you've got two big meathead centre-offs up against you. And that's, again, around about the physicality of young players. It's, it's difficult. It's difficult. Also, um, with Bennett as well, because... Not all strikers are good at playing up front on their own. He might be, you know, play up front, but with with another striker, you know, like putting him on to be like the lone striker, might it probably well clearly wouldn't be, you know, his his game anyway. So um, maybe coming out from wide, and if he was playing up front with, for example, a few Orison, maybe then he would look, you know, yeah. better as a striker. He's like like we say, he plays up front for Costa Rica, but I doubt he plays up front on his own for Costa Rica. He probably plays with another striker or with somebody there because, like Lee said. Well, no, but like Lee said, the the um the isolation that comes from from not being able to to sort of you know have the movement up front, like you know having someone coming shorts playing. Look at the goals Sim scored against QPR, where basically him and Stuart worked in tandem, tandem to score both, where the one would drop short and we went in behind, and you can't but do you, that. When you, we're you just saying what Blackburn. <laughs> I mean, Blackburn up there, win one, lose one. No, that's what they do. And again, they score first. But look how you know them two lads up front is virtually the similar as what we've got when when yeah. Sims and, and Stewart's there. And and in this division, that works. That really works. And we've just had to find a different way. And that but to be able to combine them two with the other players that we've got, the Robertsons and, and the uh, and Clarks, makes us a, a much better going forward. And again, talking about defensively, if you look at it, if we keep the ball more, they can't they can't attack us because the way we play, and people have got to understand, is we have we have the two centre backs at the minute, which we play, and we've got the full backs really pushed on, and that does leave us vulnerable. But that leave, that makes us a better a better a better attacking force. But again, with with without this, the centre forwards, any centre forwards, it makes it extremely difficult for us when I mean, we, we come under pressure. We haven't been generally under under Mowbray no. terribly defensively. I mean, we've been. We've had our moments, but we've we've kept some clean sheets and things like that. So we we can. Well, I was reading defend and, and score goals. But yeah, for me, it's still put out today. We're actually better statistically under Moby defensively than we were under Neil. Yeah, because so we work saying. so hard, guys. I mean, if you say it's not, it's not, yeah, it's not right. We're going to defend our bollocks off at the at the edge of the box. 
we defend high up. You've got Evans, you've got everybody, you know, um, Embleton. I mean, they're working unbelievably hard trying to break things down and stop stuff. So it's a whole again. It's not just, but when it comes to the last line of defence, we're throwing bodies in the way as well. There is a real team effort there and lots to be proud of. For, For me, I just think I'm happy. What I see is 11 lads or whoever comes on, all trying their best to win a football game. And that's hey, and we haven't had that many times. And sometimes the last time we're in this championship, there was the last place they wanted to be on the football yeah. pitch. Then place. I mean, you've mentioned there, you know, again staying on the strike from a defensive perspective. There, we defend high up, um, and that's another. You know, I mean, you must be watching that lead from that perspective and going, I know what I'd be doing, like. I mean, obviously, I watched you play. You didn't have you didn't have quite the pace, maybe that Sims and Stewart have, um, but you certainly had the physicality. So you must be yeah. thinking, well, if I was given that job to do, I know what I'd be doing in that scenario. Whereas, like you're probably watching, go, we're not, we're probably not seeing that from the players who have to go and being asked to do that job. Because it is, I remember Jack Diamond, I've seen him, unfortunately, Jack Diamond, they put him up front a couple of times, and, and the lads are not a bad player, but he's like a dugout of water. It is a specialised. You either, as I said, then Jusen may be fine, you know, playing off a playing off a, a Sims or a, or a Ross Stewart. He might be better that way, but put him up as the, the main striker because that's physical. You've got to back in. You've got to make sure yeah. you, know, you can get it on your chest and bring it back through the, you know, bring it back to your midfield players. It is as a big centre forward, and that's what it is. You, it is a real specialist, and it need, and it needs a lot of physicality. It's you know, you kind of just stick anybody in there and say, do a job. It, that's just that just doesn't happen. You get big centre forwards for a reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And on that, from the actual the actual fundamental purpose that you're on the pitch, from a goal scoring perspective, I know um, I know the lads talk really like kindly of him on the reaction pod, but Chris Weatherspoon has put some graphs and things like that up recently. And one of the interesting things that he pulled together was the lack of attempts on goal from central area of the box since we've lost the forwards. So from your perspective, Lee, when you're watching the game and these ball, you know, the running across the box, running back yeah. across the box, and then the ball goes back out wide again, he's trying to jink back and he's trying yeah. to cut one back. Are you just thinking like, oh, I wish I was like... Yeah, it's noticeable. In the mi- you know, in the, yeah. I want to be in the mix. I want to, I want to be there. They got on the... Cl- like, one of the key... So we, we've we done some... Scored some goals or created some issues from the clip, but... Getting to the line, clipping it at the back post, Gooch does it quite well. If you're a wide player, you're probably going, I'm not going to play that pass because there's no point. Yeah. So you uh, you watch you watch the guys, especially you know, ever since we've lost the, the, the strikers, is you've got Jack Clark, he'll come in, he'll drop his shoulder, he'll come on his right foot, and the first thing he's doing is looking in the box. And he wants to deliver. And he cannot because there's nobody there. And out he comes again, and it's and, and then it's across the box, across the box, across the box, and then we we'll come out the other side. And the same that as Roberts, so often the yeah. So Roberts, he cuts in, and he's got to cut in, cut in, cut in. How many times you see him running right away across the box? Yeah. It's just because generally he wants to run across and play in there to a big centre forward who can then maybe bounce it off, and that's the difference. So the whole that again, you know, obviously in one dimension because we can't be other. It's difficult because we can't either. Stick it in the box. We can't bounce it off the centre. It's got to be little one-twos and little intricate you know, play around or some of the superb goals that we have seen. Some great football. Because we have to play that way because we can't play any other way. 
but there's still hope. <laughs> there's always hope. There's a, there are there's great bunches. Yeah, it, it, like, yeah. it, it is like you say, I'm, like Jimmy made tweeted actually agree with him. It's like you'd rather get beat 4 0, wouldn't you, than like be 2 0 up at half time and lose 4 2 because it's you were you had it, it was in your hands and you've lost it and it's so disappointing. Um but the fact we got 2 0 up in the first place against a team with the quality players that they've got in goes to show there's a lot well, yeah, there's I mean, a they, lot of the there's a lot the yeah there's a lot of positive stuff in this team. I just hope yeah. that in January we we'll help the we we'll help them out. And that's what we've got to do because we don't want to create a scenario where people do not turn. I don't want because people will always back them. But starting to get a little bit grumbly about it because they need help. They need in my opinion, they just need a couple of people around the place who the the man like you were saying about Bailey right, maybe the manager's not got con- confidence in him. Then maybe they need to be looking at some players of that sort of profile who the manager does want to put in the team. But you just think how many centre halves we got? I mean, we've got. I'm, quite not, talking, a few I'm not. I'm not just talking about centre halves. I'm just talking across. <laughs> I'm talking across it. You take you take Evans yeah. and Pritchard off yeah. in that game, like you mentioned earlier. You're bringing these two yeah. young lads on to try yeah. and to try and stem the tide to try and impact the game. It's a big ask. That's a big. But it's, it's not the ask. model, and that's the thing. I think people have got to realise, and our fans have got to realise, is the, the model that we've got at Sunderland Football Club isn't the model that we've always done, which is you know just get some seasoned pro to come in and say that we're not going to be that. And the realisation is we got in this league and we all said, as long as we stay up or we'll compete, we'll, we'll be fine. We've done more than compete. We've been, we've been excellent, I think. And then people's expectations rise. And my my expectations we, haven't risen, like No, not yours. Maybe not you, but yeah, we all see it online. We all see people's reactions to, to, to the defeat and stuff. But for me, is I'm happy, again, as long as, as long as there's transparency, I'm happy for us to see it. We're not in that ballpark at the minute. We won't do that. We are going to build through good management, good coaching, getting some good young players and, and, and bringing them through. And we will get battered a couple of times. But I'm quite happy to watch what I'm watching. I am very, no, very happy to watch I agree, but I just, like, I totally agree with you. But I'm saying if, if you want to be pedantic about it and reference the model, then you could say, well, why is Evans on the pitch? Why is Bart on the pitch? There's obviously a place for them, so I'm just saying maybe have some players where you can take Evans off and bring somebody on of a similar ilk instead of having to put Mishu and Barr on. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And That's I think, all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not talking well, about I, flooding. Yeah. I'm not talking about flooding the squad with, you know, 34 year old sort of journeymen. I'm talking about yeah. if you can select these young players based on a logic, you can also select the players like Evans and Bart on the same logical approach. I'm just saying. But it then again it comes down, Gaz, to, to, to money. It comes down to money. So you're talking about what quality you want. You've got to get them lads from, I don't know, well, Premier League, who are not playing, or maybe another championship side. It's, well, it's always saying get them. It's will they come, one, and two, how much are we willing to spend? Well, I'm not... Again, because that, well, always, that's fair, yeah. but I would say, but the money, you know, the, the way the, the way these ownership things always go, there's a lot of positive stories about how much money they've got, kind of that get leaked out and how we're going to do this and that and there's going to be this available to spend. You know, we've actually, if you look at it, we've probably leaked over-exaggerated fees to the press to put it out there like almost like we've spent more than we actually have um, to almost create this kind well, of paradigm. Happens, it? where it's yeah, like, that's what happens. That's what happens. You're it just, is. Just, I think, yeah. Yeah. But, but it, I just think, when you, again, it feels, when I, I go back to the point about Speakman telling me Tell him like coming on a thing and telling everybody, you know, Diak was a striker, so it's fine. I just don't, I just don't like, I don't like it when 
because we've we've had it before in a lot worse where people who are involved at high levels at the club tip piss out of all of us and or think they can and I don't I don't like that I'd rather someone well, do you know, do you know Dad, I've got a I've got a Q&A with them tomorrow how's that I'll, I'll bring it up go on then call him a liar oh. I think I don't think he's a liar. <laughs> just I just think he's you know just being a link, He's yeah, just, just a LinkedIn yeah. salesman. I don't. I, don't, I just don't <laughs> think. You, I just don't think you, you've you've got. I just I just feel like you don't have to try and hoodwink people. Just because if you be if you uh, there's been, there's been, you're not being transparent if you're not telling, if you're not being entirely truthful. I just hmm. think it's all right to say we tried we couldn't get them in. Look, we're, we're going to rec- we're going to try and rectify, but if the deal wasn't there to be done, rather than saying, "Oh, well, actually, these six players are brought in, they can all play up front, so it's not a problem." Just, just don't try and style it out. Just that's that's <laughs> transparency and honesty to me. It's just just say, just say it how it is, and then pe- people will come with you. people will still come with you. You know, I have more respect. Ex- I think people have more respect for, for, for like the people who have doubts that have more respect. I think on that basis, but it probably leaves you open for criticism, and I don't think. People in the senior positions at football clubs generally like to be criticised for the decisions. Well, that's 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 what I was saying. It's a very it's an e it's an an ego driven industry. People who own football clubs and spend money to buy football clubs don't do it out of the goodness of the heart, and they don't do it to make money because you can't make any. They do it because they want a toy. They want they want to own a football club, and it's fun. So it's not very nice when people start like having a pop, is it, about what you're doing? So, no, no, no. I, but that's, my, again, that's my that's my view anyway. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, just, but I'm not being I'm not trying to be negative. By the way, I think there's loads no, of good stuff. I'm saying, it is, I'm there's loads saying, of good stuff going on. I just like the, some I'm of the not, good players he's brought in. Yeah, so some you just got to yeah, go. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. But you, you know, I, I, I think as far as the expectations go, for me, it's like I, I think expectations have shifted, but I think that's a, partially not a bad thing because. The league probably, and this is not just goes for us, this goes for most of the teams in the league, I'd say, probably are in with more of a chance of doing something than possibly they thought they were, just because the app, if you look at the points everyone's got and the results that there's been, we're not the only team who've had kind of wildly inconsistent results recently. I think, you know, there's not that much difference between a lot of the teams. So I'm not saying we should throw a load of money at it to try and get promoted immediately, but there's nothing wrong with thinking, actually, you know what, we're not in a bad position here. So... And we strengthen rather than, and that doesn't mean abandoning the model, but it, it can kind of the model. If the model's going to be successful, it should also be quite flexible because I think you can look at a league and at the start, I think we're a newly promoted team. We want to have young players. We don't need to, to push too far. But then if you're in in a position like we're in, where it's like we're not a million miles away from being in the top six. If you look at the most of the teams in there, we've we've played and we've beaten some of them. And had we kept that 2-0 that we had on Saturday we'd, we'd be 7 I just think if you get the you get the players back it'd be like having 4 or 5 oh players. yeah no exactly oh, be, exactly, yeah. exactly. But, but what I kind of mean what I kind of mean is like so if we look at that and think right first half of the season the injuries have affected and like you're absolutely right Lee, like the, the injuries we've had have completely derailed it but maybe we could look and think do we want to try and say if this happens again in the second half of the season, we're a bit better prepared to deal with it? So maybe get another striker in who who can play, you know, give us some more options. Um, because we've got enough young players now. We don't need to sign any more because we've got Bar, we've got Mishu, we've got Alessi, we've got what's Hume. So you know, we've got a lot, we've got a lot of that profile of yeah. player. 
So if there is any money available, maybe and I'm not saying sign journeyman, but maybe look and think, could we get another striker? It's in not even. Allow us... It's not even about age either. You look at Ballard, who's oh. what, 22, 23, is he? Yeah. Mm. And 22, he's, I think, it's yeah. about playing. He's played sixty games, whatever it is, at this level, yeah. yeah. So and that's what it's about. It's about understanding yeah, yeah, yeah. the level. So, and, and, and so what I'm saying is that you know you've got the if you look at the expectations at the start of the season versus now, it's like we're actually clearly competing a lot better than probably anyone thought we would be. Yeah. With with the, with the teams that are because ultimately one of the teams we've already played this season will win the league, and another one will go because we played all of the best ones. Really, barely apart, we've not looked out of. You know, Norwich, Sheffield United, QPR, Reading are still up there, I think, aren't they, just about? But all those teams, Swansea, you know, I know they beat us, and they won it. They, they, but we, again, we could have competed with Swansea better, I think, had we had maybe another striker, because that was another game similar to Saturday where they basically used, used it against us, like we said, with the goal they scored. So, so all I'm saying is, could we maybe look at adjusting the model to a slightly higher level of expectation based on who we're playing against? Because we're not a million miles away. And you're right, Lee, results like that will happen on Saturday. And I'm fine with that, provided that we keep trying to move forwards as well. Because young players are going to be inconsistent. I get that. And as frustrating as it is at the time and after the game, you know, like you say, you read really good perspective what you said there. It's like, you know, that is going to happen and you have to accept it because that is just what happens. But, no, we're disappointed, but we've got to accept yeah, it. Yeah, but you move on. And you, and you, of course you do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. And, and, and part of moving on is thinking, how do we stop this moving from happening again? So maybe it might not be a bad idea to think, you know what? In January, can we help? Can, you know, if Moby wants a bit more experience, would it be a bad idea to go, you know what, actually, let's get somebody in. If, if, the, if the fit, not necessarily age or certain weight, you know, obviously wages would be a factor, yeah. but, you know, if somebody's played a bit, of, a bit more, you know, maybe somebody's played 100, 150 games rather than somebody who's played like, Less than fifty, if you know what I mean. You know, just to balance yeah, it out. Three, three games in this, yeah. you know, the second division in France or whatever. It's you know, it's a yeah. it's a big ask. It's a big ask. Just think, it's a big ask. You know what? But that obviously is bar you mentioned there. He's been, he wasn't great on Saturday, but he's been great most of the other times he's yeah. come on. But he's yeah. not going to be the finished article yeah. yet. Yeah, mm. and maybe we need somebody closer to not the finished article, but somebody a bit closer to more consistency than what we have with those guys. Is all I'm saying. Well, we'll leave it there, I think. We're not a million miles away. I think we've probably covered everything that needs to be covered <laughs> at this stage. Um, so, if you head over to wisemensay.co.uk throughout the week, there'll be a variety of delightful articles that will be available for you to read. Um, and you'll also find all the podcasts on there. Um, if you've missed any, um, the Reaction Pod, etc., which is still relevant now. Um, and Matt and Tom will be back uh, to preview the game on Saturday. Hey, I can't remember who we're playing now off the top of my head. Luton. 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 There you go, Luton. There you go. And I think um, Eleanor's going to be down there and she's going to do a reaction pod for that as well. Yeah. So lots of I, th- I think Tony Mowbray cleared, cleared, cleared it down how, how bad Luton's pitch is. He, he says it's a hot, it's a shithole, by the way. That's what you've tried to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you I can mean, edit that out yeah, if you want no it's all, I'll leave it in I'll just mark it as explicit I can't be bothered to do that I've got things to do yeah. but there you go the, the, we'll leave it there obviously Lee um, has often you know got kind words um, for many people and things so I think that's um, that, that's probably the best place to leave it but I'll say Matt and Tom will be back on Thursday to preview the Luton game um, but as always thank you very much for listening <laughs>
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.